0: Hello, everyone. This is Good News from Good Sam, the podcast from Good Samaritan Church. I'm Pastor Scott. This and is Pastor
1: Don, and we are just glad that you're with us today.
0: Pastor Don, this is the end of our uh, sermon series. Obviously, this is a, the podcast version of that. Right. Uh, but we've been talking about...
1: Reimagining your life. It's been a... You know, it's interesting. A lot of people have come to us and said they've enjoyed this series. It's just helped them rethink some things, uh, change... How they think about things. So if you haven't maybe heard some of the previous ones, you know, we've talked about reimagining your views of pain, reimagining what you how you look at love or Jesus, uh, God, God. God. Yeah, yeah. we even talked about how reimagining your view of yourself, yep. you know, and what does God's Word have to say about all of these particular areas? And so, if you haven't checked out some of the previous podcasts, I encourage you to do that. but this week, um, well, gosh, I'm even thinking last week, yeah. you talked about reimagining your view of discouragement, and I thought that was superb.
0: Well, thank you. Now, yeah. now I won't be discouraged. <laughs> you don't be discouraged
1: <laughs> about that. Um, but this week, we want to kind of move on and talk about uh, reimagining how you view time or uh, reimagining mm. how you use your time actually.
0: That is something all of us could probably rethink a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's interesting I didn't actually say this in my sermon, but John Ortberg in one of his books talks about this uh, this use of time and how that is actually one of the biggest curses of of people is that we are we feel like we are time deprived, you know, yeah. and that we don't have enough time to do things. And his ideas that we just need to re-look at how we view the use of our time
0: You know, as we record this I just got back from being gone for a few days and we were away from Las Vegas in Flagstaff Arizona, and beautiful place and I said to my wife, you know I'd like a little time just to do nothing, mm. instead of saying, okay, now we're here, we got to rush around and do what we're going to do here right. so we can get back home and get off vacation and rush around and it would you know yeah. so it's an issue
1: yeah, it's funny. My, I'm getting ready to go on sabbatical. This is my last day before going on sabbatical. And the first part of my sabbatical is already very busy. I'm going to be spending the first day of my sabbatical doing a bunch of church stuff that I didn't get done. Uh, and then we're going to go to California and our son, or Florida, and our son's going to get open water certify us. And my wife keeps wanting to plan all these things for us to do. And I'm like, you know what I'd like to do is a little bit of nothing. Yeah. Could you stop planning things for me to do on my sabbatical?
0: <laughs> I'll call her. Yeah. yeah. But, but that, so it's a problem. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a problem we all have. And anyway, you're digging into what God's Word has to say to yeah, us and what we can learn.
1: So our theme verse for today, and if, you, if you're not driving or you're actually in a place where you can sit and you've you got your phone, you can pull it up on your phone or even pull out one of those old-fashioned paper Bibles. Um, the text is from Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 16 are kind of the theme verses. And uh, Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, he says, So then, be careful how you live. Do not be unwise, but be wise, making the best use of your time, because these days are difficult. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's what we want to talk about in this uh, podcast today, is how to be wise and make the best use of our time. Reminds me a little bit of a story that I heard about a man who was diagnosed. He went to the doctor, and the doctor kind of felt something was wrong, and so he took a bunch of tests. And if you've ever been somebody who's who's been to the doctor, you know these tests can take a while. If they see something, they like to run more tests. So anyway, this went on for a few months. And finally, uh, the doctor calls him in the office. They have this conversation. He goes, I don't know how to tell you this, but you've really only got a year to two years left to live. You have this disease. There's no cure for it, and it's progressing quite rapidly. Um, and I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry to tell you this, and this, I know it's tragic news, but I just th- thought you need to know. Well, they talked, and he was like, "Doctor, is there any experimental treatments?" The doctor was like, "No, there's really there's nothing for what you have." And finally, the man, in despair, as he sat there with tears in his eyes, said, "Is there absolutely anything that I can do?" The doctor pauses, and he thinks for a second. He goes, "Here's here's some advice." He goes, "Move to the country." Buy a pig farm and raise pigs. Once you've established that, find yourself a nice widow with 8 to 10 kids. Marry her and bring all of her kids and their families to live with you at the pig farm. And the man gets this puzzled look on his face. He says, that's going to help me live longer? And the doctor says, no, but it will seem like the longest year two years of your entire life. That would. Now, I know. I know that's a corny joke. Um... And I would say that for many of us, maybe this last year has felt like one of the longest, dullest years of our lives. But this illustrates a point that one of the things that keeps us from making good use of our time is that the way that we allow things to come into our lives that don't bring us much joy, uh, much light. We sometimes get our lives filled with things that are dull, things that make it seem like our lives are listless and I know for a lot of us the pandemic's done that how much yep. tv can you watch how much mm-hmm. sitting around your house can you do the things that bring life into our lives are usually being around other people friends family you know these are the things that are making good use of our time and we haven't been able to do that during this pandemic
0: right I mean thankfully now some of that's changing yes but thankfully. it was a long long year plus time
1: right you know the difference uh, when we're feeling like life is is vibrant is when we're fully engaged and truly present and um Jack Gropple, who is one of a uh, peak performance coach as I was kind of studying for this message um, had a few things to say now he's a kind of a high end performance coach athletes celebrities corporate CEOs and he his idea is that time management is really more about energy management hmm. you know where we Put our attention, where we put our focus. And I think I can get behind that statement. So, a couple things from God's Word. If you want to make best use of your time, first thing I would say is to strive to be fully present more often in your day-to-day living. So often mm. we kind of just drift our way through the days, not really giving them much attention and much focus, getting to the end exhausted. We wake up, we kind of drift through the next day, day after day. And And God's word in 2 Corinthians, Paul writes, Companions, as we are in this work with you, we beg you, please don't squander one bit of this marvelous life that God has given us. And now he has some hard words here for the Corinthians. He says, and for us, he says, Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. Hmm. I'm speaking as plainly as I can, but also with great affection. Open up your lives Live openly and expansively. And I love that that phrase, live openly and expansively. That's a message translation, which is a paraphrase translation, but it gets to the heart of it. Um, don't squander the time we have left. Don't squander one bit of this marvelous life that God has given you. Live openly and expansively. And, and to be present in your day-to-day living, even in the mundane. I mean, can you be present when you're cleaning your house? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you be present when you're in a conversation with somebody? Yes. But can you also be distracted thinking about the next thing? Of course. Because um, here's the reality. Most of us, myself included, waste a large part of our day. Even when we're quote-unquote busy, we're wasting a lot of time. Because we're not engaged and present in the tasks. There's this principle... Pastor Scott, you know this principle from volunteers in the church. The 80-20 principle. What is that? What is the 80-20 principle?
0: 80% of the work gets done by 20% of the people. 80% of the givings by 20% of the people. 80% of almost anything is 20% of the people.
1: That applies to your life as well. Studies have shown that 80% of the stuff you produce is produced by 20% of the time you spend producing stuff. Which means you waste to some degree or another, about 80% of your time where you're not being very productive. And we all know how we do that. We we veg out on TV. We get on our games on our computers or our iPads. We, uh, we just kind of drift through the day. We waste time.
0: You know, if I can interrupt, one of the things I learned from uh, John Maxwell, who's a leadership uh, coach, it, it kind of helped me to... Uh, realize I'm most productive in the morning. Mm. And so if I'm going to do something creative, something that I really need to dig in, it's got to be in the morning yep. because we're recording in the afternoon and uh, you're doing the podcast. Yeah. Um, it would be harder for me because this isn't my prime time. Aye? And so when's your prime time? You know,
1: as well, same kind of thing. Yeah, and so to even know that when yeah. are you, and when you when you are a little bit more listless in your schedule, knowing your schedule a little bit, then maybe you schedule less uh, mm-hmm. important things to yeah. do. Yeah, I, I think that's a, such an important thing. But even, and here's not, you're, there's no way you're staying engaged 100 percent of the no. time. You no. just can't. Your 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 mind, your body can't do that. I guess maybe some people can, but the average person is not going to be able to, but what if you turn that 80-20 into 70-30, or even just 60-40, yeah. and just made a mental note to try to stay more engaged in your conversations with your family or friends, in your work, uh, you're just going to be more productive and have a make greater use of your time. So, I would tell you that the mundane can become magnificent if we're more plugged into each hour and to each other. Mm-hmm. And this leads me to my second one. One of, I think, a great, uh, great way to be more present in your day to day living and make the best use of your time is to learn to see time as a precious gift, not as an unlimited resource. Mm-hmm. If you want to make the best use of your time, please realize that every moment you have in front of you is a gift. And when it is gone, it is gone forever. You don't get it back. If we can see that and realize that we don't have an unlimited amount of time, moments left in our lives, um, we can be more plugged into each hour. Psalm 39, the psalmist writes these incredible words in verse 4. He says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and how fleeting my life is. Wow. Right? And why would a psalmist write something like that? Because he's trying to get to the point of saying, let me live more intently here because i've only got a certain amount of time left
0: you know what amazes me is the time when he wrote this is like what 2500 3000 years ago yeah. same kind of issues
1: isn't that funny <laughs> i mean the more humans change the more we stay the same really at the core of we are emotionally and spiritually we haven't changed that much That's amazing yeah it really is um you know because here's a fact we have 24 hours in a day we don't get to turn it into 36 we don't get to turn it into 48 and we realize each moment is a gift, um, we're going to find more joy in what we do. We might even rearrange our schedules and priorities to do more of the things that bring us joy. Or, as you mentioned earlier, rearrange them so that we understand when we can really be productive and when we should do things that are, don't require quite as much attention. Yep. Yeah. So, if you can learn to see your time as valuable, uh, not as a limitless commodity, because, you know, it's funny, I was having a conversation with my my daughter the other day and both my parents died. My mom died when she was 69 and my dad died when she, he was 71. And if I take, if I to live as long as my parents, I tell my daughter, I'm more than two thirds done. Yep. And she was like, don't speak like that. And I was like, I, I don't think I'm going to die that young, but they didn't think they were going to die that young. either." That's right. We don't know. We don't know. Um, beautiful quote, Ralph Waldo Emerson, if you're, You should should look this one up and print it off somewhere. It says, guard well your spare moments. They are like uncut diamonds. Discard them and their value will never be known. Improve Mm -hmm. them and they will become the brightest gems in a useful life. That's great. How we invest our limited amount of hours is very important. Because here's the reality. Uh, Most of our lives are um, spare moments. Yeah. Very rarely are we involved in a conversation that is, um, you know, a big decision making conversation or involved in an activity that is kind of life changing or imminent or so important. Most of our lives are, are spare moments. You know, at work we've got a lot of spare time. At home we've got a lot of spare time. What are we doing with those spare moments? Are we, are we wasting them? Are we treating them like uncut diamonds to be polished and nurtured so that they produce beautiful things in our lives? Yeah, it was interesting. I was reading a study that shows that watching more than 20 hours of television or spending more than 20 hours on social media can actually lead to mild depression. I believe it. In a lot of people. <laughs>
0: yeah. Based on what I see or, right. you know, yeah, I believe it. Absolutely. Uh, so many of the
1: ways we spend our time are just not productive. My wife and I like watching sports. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to watch tonight's game tonight. They've yep. got to they gotta bounce back. But one thing that we found is rather than just watch sports, we like to use that as an excuse to get around a few friends. Yeah. It, what it does is it just makes those moments a little bit more precious because now not only we have friends that love watching the nights as well, so now we're watching our sports that we enjoy, but we're spending some time with friends as well. Right. I mean that's just one example. It
0: makes good sense.
1: All right. And so last point I want to share with you today, and this is actually a little bit counterintuitive, um, but it says, remember that sometimes you can have more by doing less.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What a great reminder that. We are people who are made for beauty, but we're also people that have been created by God to need to rest. Um, I mean, I would have loved it if God would have made us not have to go to sleep. Sometimes I think wait, sleep is such a waste of time.
0: I agree. <laughs> but,
1: but that's how we're made. Yep. We have to recuperate. We have to rest. And when we are not rested, when we are not recuperated, when we do not make time for enjoyment uh, or we don't make time for leisure, We become drones, exhausted, tired, overworked drones. Exodus 20, fourth commandment, Pastor Scott, what is the fourth commandment?
0: Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy.
1: Right. And he's not saying just go to church. Right. Uh, Because the rest of that commandment says six days you shall work. Mm -hmm. One day you shall
0: rest. That's what I tell my son. If God needed, took a day off, I think we should too. (laughs)
1: Exactly. You know? Yeah, uh, Diane Ackerman kind of reinforces this in one of her quotes. She says, I don't want to get to the end of my life and find that I have just lived the length of it. Mm -hmm. I want to have lived the width of it as well. That's good. It is. Um, Sometimes we can do more by taking some time to do less, by just relaxing, by having a few moments of silence, by sitting down and being still, watching, the, watching, looking at a flower, watching the the wind go through the trees, um, turn off the TV, turn off the social media, and be still. Sometimes we need to come to worship or listen to a podcast, you know, yeah. and just do these things that are going to refresh our souls so that when we do re-engage, we can be more engaged in our re-engagement.
0: I like it. Yeah. We have to do that. Yeah. It's. Easier said than done, though.
1: Absolutely. So, how do you make, how can you reimagine your use of time? Well, remember how valuable each and every moment you have left is. Try to be more present in those moments that you have left. Turn that 80 20 into 70 30 or 60 40 where you're more engaged. Uh, You know, follow the advice of Psalm 39. Remind me how brief my time on earth is will be and that my days are numbered. And then take some time to disengage so you can be more engaged um, and do more uh, with the time that you have. So, my friends, thank you so much for for listening. Uh, I'd like to offer us up a word of prayer as I send you on your way with this last uh, sermon from our Reimagine Your Life series. Let's pray. Great. Lord, once again, we are just thankful that you have given us a guide, have given us wisdom on how we can best live our lives. And as we reimagine these things in our lives, reimagine how we look at love or pain or discouragement or God or even our time, I pray that you would grant us wisdom and insight, that you would open up our hearts and our minds to live our best lives right now, remembering that Every moment we have left in this life is a gift, and once it's gone, we don't get it back. So help us to engage in those moments, to engage with the people that are a part of those moments, and to be smart in the way that we structure our lives so that we can take time to refresh, renew, and be reinvigorated um, so we can get back in the game even with more love, more attention, and more focus. And we pray this in Jesus'
0: most holy name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Don, and thank you for listening to this, taking the time to Listen to this pod- podcast, and if you found this podcast or others to be helpful, we'd encourage you to share those with some of your friends or family members as well, whether they're in Las Vegas or some other part of the world. Yeah, and, uh, and send them the
1: link to our website exactly. so they can just go to our website yeah. and g- scroll down and hit podcast.
0: Exactly, and so that website is www.goodsamlv.com. And this is Pastor Scott and
1: Pastor Don. God bless you guys. Yep,
0: bye bye. Thank you